okay, welcome to Stega Podcast. I am with uh, Kulani and uh, uh, before I, 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 I try to introduce him, I will just allow you to introduce yourself. Thanks, Shepard. It's always difficult even to introduce yourself. Huh? <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure when you're a church guy. I'm sure you've seen this. There's a meme of, you know, how how guest pastors are before they introduce them, you know, they don't even look, so so you can understand the pressure that is there when someone is introducing you and now that you also have to come through and introduce yourself, you know, I feel like the pressure just just goes up, but yeah, yeah. briefly, man, uh, I'm even shocked, but actually it's a good thing because looking at how me and you know each other, we probably met in church Mm. and... I think my church name for, for, the, for the longest part was mostly Kulani. And yeah, so that's why oh, I mentioned Kulani. Oh, yes, yes, um, yes, yes. For most people, it would mostly be GK. At GK, most, okay. You know? yeah. So, yeah, but uh, my full names are Greg Kulani Mhlanga. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I said, that most people tend to, to call the GK one instead of the Kulani one. Okay, yeah. And I always say that if my parents were to come to Cape Town and look for, for Kulani or Greg, struggling to find oh it. yeah because they to look for gk i think it would be much more easier for them to find me but yeah i'm currently doing my pupillage i'm an admitted advocate of the high court uh currently doing my pupillage uh also registered for my llm at the university of the western cape so yeah, i think that's briefly what i can say about myself you know, okay i was gonna talk the whole night you know? sure yeah. sure <laughs> <laughs> and by the way talking about the whole speaking the whole night we actually can go as long as we can um that's if you have time but if you don't have time uh, we can always uh, do something else but um with that said uh, that's kulani guys oh that's gk you see you see um what i what i've just heard now when you were just saying that you're doing people just like okay you know what i have so many questions about law mm-hmm. but um i think in my small observations mm-hmm. and in the videos that i saw on your facebook mm-hmm. was law is actually very broad like a super broad and you you have to be a specialist in something so i just want to find out when i say specialist in something i mean um the, the, the things that I had you talking about was things like public, public health. Yeah, uh, I had maintenance, a, <laughs> stuff, yeah, maintenance stuff, yeah. yes. And then um, for marriages mm-hmm. and, and divorce courts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I realized this is actually broad. It's a very broad uh, uh, subject. So I just want you to tell me uh, uh, maybe the, the basics of, of law in terms of... Uh, when you start as a student, and what are the hierarchies like uh, in in terms of law? You can just start from okay. When you start as a law student, and then go to because I remember I asked you that at the time on your on, on WhatsApp mm-hmm. to say that you're an advocate. I didn't even know the difference between yeah, an, between advocate, an <laughs> advocate and an attorney. Yeah, yes. So I want you to just do the justice. Yeah, I just think most, most of the time that's usually the confusion with sure. most people, you know, because for some people it's like. You're an attorney, and then an advocate is like super saiyan if you're watching Ozzy sure. growing sure. up. You know? sure. Sure. <laughs> but it's, it's really not like that. So just to, to take you briefly to do what I did. So I, I, I did my, my, my two years of articles. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a prerequisite, but now for you to be admitted as an attorney. But let me just take it a step back where you go to a metric. 
certificate, mm. obviously sure. bachelor's pass, you apply for university degree, that being LLB. Uh, most universities offer an LLB, direct LLB. I know a couple of universities, they don't allow you to go into direct LLB. They first have to do become law for three years or BA law for three years. Okay. And then you do LLB as inverted commas, a postgraduate degree. Okay. And then after getting your LLB, if you want to become an attorney now, I think the best way to explain it to people, the difference between an attorney and an advocate sure. is, so and I would use the example of doctors. <laughs> you know, in doctors, you have a general practitioner that sure. when you're coughing, you wake up with the flu tomorrow, you go to, just go to them, yeah. a general practitioner. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't just go to a specialist when you wake up. And then Definitely, yeah. when you get there, if you're coughing, then the, the general practitioner will therefore say, you know, um, what you're struggling from is that thing and that thing that I've noticed. Uh, I think you need someone that specializes in that particular thing. It could be bronchitis, whatever it is that makes a person cough. Mm-hmm. So... That's why I come in and I explain the difference between an attorney and an advocate. So an attorney would be what I'd put in inverted commas to say that if you're a doctor, it would be you being a general practitioner. Mm-hmm. When you have flu, you go to them. If someone is married, they want to divorce, the first person they run to is not an advocate. Mm-hmm. They run to an attorney. An attorney yeah. And then an attorney will probably say, oh, well, okay, maybe uh, there are certain amounts that prohibit me from dealing with this matter directly. Mm-hmm. I need to brief counsel, that being an advocate now, that mm-hmm. can be able that there's a, an access to the high court and that mostly deals in terms of family law or deals with litigation with regards to family law matters. Litigation, I mean going mm-hmm. to court and handling family, family so law matters. So litigation means? Yeah, litigation means that, you know. So litigation means what you normally see on TV mm-hmm. when lawyers are standing there addressing sure, sure. the court on big cases. Mm-hmm. That's what we call litigation. So oh, you're litigating yeah. mostly. You know, okay. So that's what we call litigation. So you guys are the Harvey Specters and the... Yeah, <laughs> if you watch too much suits, then that's, that's my concern, man. I'm happy yeah. that there's such podcasts because... Most South Africans know more about American law than they do South oh, African law. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, I know. So, so just to bring it back to, to mm. that, I think Harvey practices as an attorney, but I think they have a different way of calling it in the U.S. I'm mm. more familiar with the South African process than, oh, than the I U.S. See. process. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so we, what we do now as advocates is that we are like specialists in litigation. Okay. So if you have complicated cases or a case that's a bit above the jurisdiction of most magistrates court because most attorneys mostly function in the magistrate court sure. so if it's mostly high court matters they prefer to do what they call briefing counsel so okay. in the briefing counsel that's when you referring your matter to an advocate mm. an advocate takes it further from them and that's when you go to the high court supreme court and then the constitutional court as well and okay um can you please just break down those those courts? Those courts. Yeah. Before I get to the courts, let okay, me just sure. quickly go back to now the requirements now between the two. So now sure. I think I've explained, I've covered up the, the part of what attorney is mm-hmm. and then what an advocate is. So yes, just yes. to make it simple, the other one is a general practitioner, mm-hmm. the other one is a specialist. Yes. You yes. may find a general practitioner mm-hmm. inverted commas and attorney that specializes in a particular field. Oh, I see. But most of the times that's mm-hmm. how it normally works. As okay, well. okay. Okay. So, attorneys, you need to do your LLB degree. After LLB degree, do two years of articles. Mm. That's what I was doing when I was in Caledon. Mm-hmm. Two years of articles. So, it's like literally what I would say, inverted commas again, internship. Oh, I then see. you yeah. do that for a period of two years. Mm-hmm. And then within that period of two years, you have to write four admission exams. Okay. 
So you have to pass all those four admission exams. And then so, so what do they entail? The so the admission exams entail is different papers that are there. So it's largely what you, you're doing while you're in practice. There's criminal procedure, there's rough claims, there's family law. So different spheres of... Oh, so you kind of like touch all for all, yeah, as so many spheres so as you can. Yeah, it's like a crash course, I'd say. Oh, I see, yeah. yeah. What the law consists of mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in practice. So it's a bit of a crash course, you know, but very difficult exams, very stressful exams that you have to come through and, yeah, and study for. And also with that, you also need to do what we call law school while you're doing your articles. Mm-hmm. So there's, they structure it differently from time to time. I remember I did it what they call full-time. So for me to attend full-time, it was through block weeks. So it was two weeks first, and then after the two weeks, then I had to attend three weeks of block weeks uh, for law school. Mm-hmm. Then after that, they call it PLT. Mm-hmm. I forgot the full, the full meaning, <laughs> what it means <laughs> now. <laughs> so uh, on, the, on, the, on the four articles, right? Is it the four, four papers? The four papers, right? Yeah. Um, are you now doing litigation or is it more on no it's not study it, it includes it includes quite a lot of things because remember you mm-hmm. you out there you're training mm-hmm. and others mostly legal aid i know we litigate a lot mm-hmm. so we mostly go to court almost every single day that was my from monday to thursday i was in court only friday i was at the office doing office work but others that they don't do most criminal work or type of things that would require you to be in court mm-hmm. others that they normally do what they are called briefing counsel at most sure. so most of them they just get cases prepare cases and then they give them to counsel to go and litigate at most yeah. so litigation is part of the questions they ask you on it certain parts but it's largely the preparations around mm. around that whole litigation aspect as to okay. how you prepare for cases and all of that mm. and how do you take cases further in high court or magistrate court what needs to be there people are getting divorced how do you draft uh pleadings what we call pleadings so that's papers mm-hmm. <laughs> so i don't want to make it too complicated no no i mean feel free because you know? I, I i i the thing is when you, as, you, as you're talking it's like the mind is just going all over the ocean yeah, but at the very same time i don't want to lose you because no, even yeah. i with a law degree sometimes i'd get lost in terms of certain things you know sure sure so um as you're explaining now man, i just want to find out um how was your first litigation court like being Litigation, as we as we talked about, that like appearing in appearing in court. How's how was that? How was that experience? It was it was very much exciting. I think I did. I had my first appearance. I think it was. Were you were you? Um, because I know, <laughs> I know. Um, mm-hmm. I'll just be doing a lot of references to suits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, like you say, that um, the only uh, reference that I have I, is I like, haven't watched suits. Until really, day, I refuse to watch it. So. I, I I think I understand because you're a lawyer. Probably might. To, to a certain extent, yeah, mm-hmm. because I, I also don't like the inconsistencies that they sort of oh, okay. create in the law, how evidence is led, that side is very much different. If someone wants to understand that they have a better understanding of South African law, mm-hmm. a series that I would re- recommend is actually one of the reasons why I'm doing law today. Okay. It's, it's a series I used to watch growing up called Sokulu and Partners. Sokulu and Partners. Uh, I used to play on SABC one. I think they still have a couple of episodes online, but it's very difficult to get most of their episodes. I think Is I've it? seen two or three episodes online. Okay. That gives you a general idea of oh. how our courts actually work. You know, sure. not, not just heavily dramatized stuff that you normally yeah, see in, yeah, yeah. in your suits and 
how mm. to get away with murder. How to get away with murder, yeah. along those lines. Definitely, you know? yeah, yeah. So it's, it's way too different. Mm. Uh, it's way too different, yeah. So, so coming back to the explaining on, on terms of how it was mm. when you were actually in court, like the first litigation. It, look, it's like when you... Is it intense, though? It's, it's, it, it depends on a person, man. Like, I'd, I'd give an analogy of, you, you've played soccer before. Mm. Well, I'm not sure how far you went, but in terms of, it's like your first soccer match or your first time in doing public speaking. You know? Sure. But the, the only difference now is that what you say or what you fail to say has a huge impact on the person that you're representing. Mm. You know, so depending on how you speak and, and well, like I said, that what you say and what you forget to say, plays a, a huge role. It's no longer like in soccer whereby you can make a mistake or you never you make a mistake, a goal is scored, you can still come back and equalize. There you have to think on your feet, you have to be sharp as well. But I was I was I was well prepared and my first appearance I think that's one thing I liked about legal aid, you know, they throw you in the deep and then you have to sink mm-hmm. or swim and I was not the sinking type. So sure. I was I was, yeah. I was able to yeah. to swim. It was it was it was nerve wracking but at the very same time I was excited man. It felt mm-hmm. like a dream come true. Sure, I remember sure. I was doing something I've always wanted to do since Definitely, I was in yeah. grade, grade, grade 6, grade 7. Mm. So for me to get that opportunity to finally wear a gown and not being practicing or and not practicing it or rehearsing it, but doing the actual thing now, sure. it was like, okay, fine. The thing I've always been praying to God for. This is the moment. This yeah. is the moment. You sure. know? So it's like the moment is here. The time is now. You know, I was obviously a bit nervous. Time and again, I still get to be nervous when I would have to appear yeah, in court. Yeah. And I've also seen it even now that I'm doing people with some of my seniors that time and again, before a case can start, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm a bit nervous. And I'm a bit nervous. So yeah. the nerves were there, but it was it was a good feeling. Mm. I think the lady said you had butterflies in your stomach. Mm. So I, I had something along those lines. And I was is it, is, I was excited at the same time. Yeah. Is, it, is there a lingo way they say that, okay, you're the, you're, 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 so the other question I want to ask, mm-hmm. so I'll just ask the question: Were you a defending or a prosecutor? So, so prosecutors work for for the NPA. Okay. So that's why normally you'd see that if someone was killed, they'll say on the news, uh, NPA say that there's this thing and that thing. NPA. Oh, does, so I that see. stands for National Prosecuting uh, Authority. Okay. Those okay. are the prosecutors. Okay. Yeah, that's where prosecutors come from. Yeah. So now you're speaking in terms of a criminal case, you know, because everyone else, whenever they think of lawyers, they're always thinking of criminals. Oh, I see. Of which it's yeah. the field that I do is something I'm very passionate about. Yes. I, I want to practice in criminal law. I've been practicing in criminal law. Sure. But even after people, I want to continue and practice in criminal law. Mm-hmm. So I was a defense. Unfortunately, the devil's advocate, so they say, you know, to, to a certain extent, <laughs> sure, I ended sure. up being called that. You know, mm. people would be like, really? The devil's advocate. Yeah, but yeah. so that, that was just my, my thing. So I was, I'm the defense, I'm the defense mm. lawyer. So that's why if anything else happens to a person, yes, the prosecutor will be the one that represents mm. the person that was raped, that was mm. assaulted, mm. that their house was broken into. They call them, they represent the state. Mm-hmm. And then if you're the person that you allegedly raped a person or assaulted someone, you need a defense lawyer. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. when you go and call, I'm going to call my lawyer, so and so and so and yeah. so and so. So just to simplify it, I don't want to complicate it and bring an aspect of what they call the watching break and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I just leave it at those two to say that the prosecutor is the one that represents you when you're the victim mm. and 
defense lawyer represents the alleged perpetrator. Devil's advocate. Uh, the devil's advocate. <laughs> to put it, to put it in there. You know? Sure, sure. So, yeah, so that's that's how it, that's how it works. Okay. So I've I've been the devil's advocate, of, and I've always wanted to become the devil's advocate. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, so what? Mm-hmm. Uh, what what inspired? Um, since you knew, like, did you know, like, in terms of uh, these 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 prosecutors and and the, the defendants, what what uh, inspired you to go for 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 the defendant? It's a very good question, actually. But I I felt like prosecuting would would limit me because you largely limited to what comes to the court you're working in. Mm. So prosecutors work in a particular court. Okay. Unless maybe they can rotate you that this time in that court, this time in that court. But at most, you work in that particular court. Mm-hmm. But as a lawyer, I can work all across the country. Oh, I see. You know, so if you're a defense lawyer, well, prosecutors are also lawyers. What I meant is that as a defense lawyer, defense lawyer, yes, you can work across the mm-hmm. country. You know, so I feel like that was one of the things that made me choose to be on the defense side and the prosecuting side. Okay. And I feel like the prosecuting side, it gets to a point whereby you do the same thing each and every single day. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be enjoying the challenge now. Oh, I It'll see. only be once in a while whereby you have a special case that you must be preparing thoroughly. But the, any other time, you just be stuck in court dealing with your normal cases that would be assault, housebreaking, depending on the area that you're working in. Mm-hmm. You know, So I felt like for me, I wouldn't be able to do something that wouldn't keep me on my toes. Maybe it keeps others on their toes, but for yeah. me, I found to to being the aspect of having to be the defense lawyer much more challenging and something that would definitely keep me on my toes. Sure. So that's why I decided to to do that, to, okay. to rather follow with criminal law. And another thing was that I normally tell people whenever they would like, I was thinking the other day, I think it was about two, three days ago, how people normally have ideas or dreams other people's degrees okay okay so so <laughs> so, so yeah. what i mean by this is that sure uh, they'll be like oh you studied law yeah oh you must actually consider doing tax law there's actually money in tax law oh you studied electrical engineering mm. why don't you start mm. your own company and do yeah. that thing yeah. you do yeah. that thing and so they have ideas of what you must do with your degree mm-hmm. and for me it has never been the case i've always had an idea of what i want what to do you want to do yeah. degree. sure so 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 that was one of the things so what point was that driving home again <laughs> probably you just uh, uh in terms of because um, remember i asked you the question that what inspired you to yeah yes yeah, probably yeah. you were trying to yeah i think it was somewhere along those lines of that so for me it was an issue of yeah like i said that it's something that I've always wanted to do, and mm-hmm. I think there's there's a nice video I posted the other time. About, okay. Uh, it was I'm not sure if you saw it on my status. It was a movie called I think it's Philadelphia by Denzel Washington. No, no, no. And, and there's a clip there that is asking some guy that is a lawyer that he was representing, mm-hmm. and then he's asking that guy that you are you think you're an excellent lawyer, and then he explained that yeah, I'm an excellent lawyer. Sure. But the part I liked was that every now, no time and again, not occasionally, but once in a while. I get to be part of having to witness justice being done. That for me was just a simple sure. line of saying that that's why I've always wanted to mm. to do law and be mm. on the other side. Even prosecutors, I think they they're more in a better position of having to say witness justice being done. Yeah, I think I, I think you're you're right on that in that in that sense. Yeah. Of course, it seems like the prosecutors 
since they are representing a yes. quote, quote unquote yes. victim, yes. so mm-hmm. you it's easy to say justice but as a Definitely. defendant. And it's and a for me, one, yeah. but I, I normally say this, that you, you never recognize or appreciate what what justice is until you in a situation whereby we're recording in your studio now. Someone comes through. You take out a gun. The person was coming through to rob you. Maybe they came with their own gun. Mm. Um, they fired a couple of shots. You manage to overpower them. You take the gun. You shoot them back. Mm. You kill the person. Mm. A c- police come. Who fired the shot? You say you fired the shot. They arrest you. It's a murder case. Mm. Well, I understand. Don't yes. you think you need a good lawyer to yeah, get you yeah, out of that? Definitely. Yeah. Your intentions were good. Your intentions were pure. Mm. You know. It's like it's like still the devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> I I see what you did there. <laughs> you know, so, I, but I understand so, because like 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 you're saying, it's justice. Yeah, yeah, it's it's justice either way. So if mm. even if at the end of the day you are convicted, mm. justice would have been done. Justice mm. doesn't mean that uh, a person that I'm representing must not get convicted. If it's in the interest of justice, justice would have been done that you convicted. That is still mm. justice. Definitely, so I feel like. Yeah. People, people have a misconception of what justice really is, you, you but see, won't go too I much understand. philosophical on them. Definitely. Yeah. But I understand what you're saying because it's it's uh, we see defendants always being either uh, like the narcos, like yes. drug cartels, yes. they had yes. to get it. Yes. So yes. you see someone who's actually someone who did something wrong. wrong. So we always say, okay, that's why we call you guys the, the, the devil's, devil's advocate because you know, okay, this guy is a, is a drug cartel. And, and you forgive society for that, you know, mm. because mostly, I was, the point I was driving was to say that people will ask you why you're not doing company law or anything else. I remember what I was sure. saying. Yes, yes, yes. I was to say that I am black. Mm. I didn't grow up in a family whereby my father would be talking about business acquisitions. Oh, my see. father would be talking about tax. My father will be talking about what intellectual property stuff. No, even now when I go to a family gathering or wherever I would be, I'd be asked about a criminal case or a divorce case or someone your cousin got bound by a car. They want to claim for rough. So growing up, those our experiences to a certain extent end up influencing our career choices. Mm. So I'd say that for me, yes, that could have played a role, but. I love criminal law, but that to a certain extent could have probably played a role because growing up, most of us as black kids, we're not exposed to your business acquisitions, Definitely, your commercial yeah. law and everything else. Mm-hmm. Most of us are just exposed to, whenever you think of lawyers, you think of what liars. Liars, liars yeah. would do what to represent bad people. That's what exactly, most people think yeah. of most. That's know? true, yeah. And that's definitely not the truth. But the unfortunate part is that most people are only exposed to lawyers when it comes to that. Mm. At mm. most. So that's the unfortunate part. So, so that's the point I wanted to drive home <laughs> talk about the Facebook status. The Facebook status, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it makes sense because um, you see, with with where we are, there's there's a lot of narratives that are being pushed, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said, that I, we're glad that we're in this podcast to just iron some few things out, mm-hmm. right? So is there anything that you'd say could like you know when usually they say that when this the education system they can always introduce like introduce teach people about text you know mm-hmm. they always talk about something like that mm-hmm. is it something that you can say that okay if they were to introduce maybe one two three then could this could help a lot of people know about law uh, it's, it's a bit it's a bit mm-hmm. of a tricky thing but i mean like you are talking about law in general or a specific I think, part in law i think law in general because 
um, literally when I was listening to your to your posts, mm-hmm. right, uh, mm-hmm. on your Facebook, mm-hmm. I realized that there's actually a lot which I do not know. No. And and it's things which I can literally just if I know this information, it allows me to be able to actually hold a conversation with a lawyer in the case where I need a, a law. Because mm-hmm. apparently you guys charge a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a lie. That's why most of us are broke. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, that's what I mean. But I feel like it would be very much important for someone to kind of like know, uh, like just at least entry entry level law, which I feel like most people don't really know. Like uh, you're talking about even constitutional law and, mm-hmm. and all commercial this other law stuff. And all of commercial law, yes. So it, I feel like those are things which. Like, is there is there something which you can suggest that, okay, this could be something that if this were to introduced, this could help an average patient person to know a bit, at least about law, so that at least when they're in a situation, then they know which channels to... Oh, I don't know if you listen to... No, I, I, okay. I, listen to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you listen to Podcast and Chill today. Uh, McGee. Yes. I have my own reservations about him now. Yeah, okay. I, was, I was the biggest fan for the longest time. Yeah, I actually saw that you were actually following yeah, him. Yeah, I, was, I used to follow him mm-hmm. for the longest time, but then came to a point where I started having my own reservations about okay. him. You know, but yeah, so, so, <laughs> <laughs> I, would so I haven't listened to a couple of his episodes. I would, I would, Is it? Yeah, I would, I would, besides the fact that I hardly have time to do mm. most things I used to do before people consuming much of my time yeah sure sure, so sure. it's not physical it's mentally just tired mm, mm. Yeah, so i haven't listened to most of his episodes i've listened yeah. to maybe a couple there and there and there and there but coming to your question before sure. we can come to the podcast <laughs> sure so, sure um i feel like what i was doing on facebook and zoom what you're doing here as well sure and i'm glad that well others might not want to admit not to get a big hit but from what I did, I saw a couple of people that are probably lawyers as well. They got an idea and some also started similar things on their Facebooks and all of those things and Instagram accounts as well. And their Facebook and Instagram accounts and, and Zoom as well. Of which it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing because now it goes to a whole as, as aspect of access to justice now. Meaning that you, you tend to know that next time when my neighbor makes so much noise, I can actually complain and then get an order against my neighbor from playing music from this time up until that time. They can only play it maybe at so much decibels and all of those things. So I feel like the more we get such conversations out there, the better. The more they, it's similar to health issues, you know. The more they talk to them, the more they talk about them, the more you get radio shows to talk about these things so that even an ordinary person that is using a taxi, whenever they need a taxi, they get to hear that there's actually such thing that is called neighborhood law and stuff. There's, there's this law and that law and that law and that law, you know. There's small claims court. I think that was one of the Yes, that, that was did. big. And yes, yes. Like, yeah. That they didn't know that there's such thing such as small claims court mm-hmm. that if you owe me 10,000, I've been struggling to get that money because mm-hmm. if you to go to lawyers and you use lawyers to collect that money, chances are that most of that money will probably <laughs> end up going to like legal fees and yeah, stuff, you know. Yeah. But... Small claims court is an easy process that a person can just go into the court and say that so-and-so owes me money, so-and-so stays there, I'm paying 100 trends or whatever amount I think they charge now so that this person can be brought to court and I come to court, we explain our case, 
mm. to get mm. the judgment in inverted commas sure. it says this and that and that yeah. so i feel like the more we talk about those things the better because even after that i still get people today asking me about small claims court i sure. still get people today talking about small claims court yeah you know so i feel like the more we get such platforms whereby people are talking about such things but more especially law that is simple and relevant to to people yeah you yeah. know on on day-to-day basis like i said your small claims court your maintenance mm-hmm. issues mm. your your neighborhood issues you know yeah. those type of things so, so just bumping into a car and yeah, yeah you know how do, uh, what happens in terms of the insurance there sure if there was one episode where we were explaining the rough process how does mm. a person go about claiming from rough yeah. all of those yeah. things you know yeah. so the more we can be talking about such things i think the better we can get it out there and now with the digitalized world by no longer depending on mainstream media mm-hmm. to just wait for your radio you have your podcast you're putting it out there i was, mm-hmm. I was putting it up on facebook people must put it up on youtube mm-hmm. so every other platform not neglecting your radios obviously whereby mm-hmm. you can still get such platforms to, to put it out there sure so i think that can that is something that needs to be done to to get yeah i think that's actually profound profound as well because uh, I learned a lot from the the, the lives. The, the lives, lives did, they were they were really helpful. I, I, though, and I, I think you like said you like saying this like so some of these things they might not relate to you, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you might need it some, some or you know yeah, someone who needs it. Yeah. So I actually I, I actually learned a lot. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, I just got married, so I, I kind of like understood even more on more the, terms, yeah, the contractuals was, and yeah, there was one that we did on marriages, I think. Yes, yes, different yes. type matrimonial or the Much, different type yes. of matrimonial properties yes. in the community of property out of community of property exactly, and all of yeah. that you know i think in so what I mean is that South Africans know much more about American law than South exactly. Africans. Exactly. Talk exactly. of a prenup. Prenup, yeah. Antinatural, yes. So all of those things. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, that the more we talk about such things, and the more society, even in churches, we need conversations about such things. Sure. But unfortunately, it's frowned upon. Like I said, that until a person needs it, or sometimes what is unfortunate is that many opportunities go by. Mm. without people be knowing that I could have actually claimed for that I could have claimed for that sure. or had it been that I've known better I wouldn't have gotten myself into this thing and that thing people mm. perish because of lack of knowledge, lack of knowledge yeah. so we Come definitely on. avoid that preach preach I don't want to preach now but sure, I'm just sure. saying that whatever platform that is there man, mm. we, we can be able to just talk yeah. about yeah. about laws do you perhaps have any platform talking about that do you have any platform that you can say that okay if anyone wants to go to this platform maybe they can get maybe some because um, uh, i'll just put put your name as well mm-hmm. the facebook name so that people can also go check your mm-hmm. stuff but if do you have any maybe other material which you can say that okay this is the, i like this podcast it actually helps in terms of law no not that I've, I've 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 been aware of because like I said, that mostly it's it's difficult to maintain a niche, mm. if that's a correct pronunciation. Yeah, but sometimes yeah. it's like a very small type of the target market. It's quite it's mm. it's big, but it's small. I'm not sure. Sure, if you know I, I understand. Yeah, yeah. So what I mean mm. is that like small claims court. Yeah, you can have that. Most people are probably maybe gonna listen to it, but it's not everyone else that want to listen to a lawyer talk if they don't have problems about money. Mm, mm, mm. You know, so oh, I understand. And, yeah, and, unless people have problems about money, then maybe they can be able to listen to them. So sure. I feel like most people are discouraged because to sustain such audience becomes a bit mm. of, of, of. And of you have to know a, a lot about almost anything. Yes, you yes, know. So yes. so yeah, but now I really can't think of 
any mm. that I've, I've come across but there's a couple of of things that can educate like i'd say that uh there's on youtube there's what used to play i think it was on sabc2 sabc1 when i was growing up it used mm. to be called final verdict final verdict yeah okay. so the final verdict explains mm. certain aspect of what happens when parents are separating so it's like it's a drama but in between they come in they, they explain mm. this procedure this and that procedure is gonna sure, take sure. so the final verdict also gives a, a good idea mm. on the background of south african law as well okay. because it's a south african thing also mm. and like i said earlier on that so cool and partners it's also sure, so cool partners, yes. good indication for me that i'd refer people to okay if they want to get anything else that is related to south african law okay yeah. and uh, the other thing is uh, on facebook it's gk mhlanga yeah on facebook it's just gk mhlanga that's yes yeah. and maybe you can just spell mhlanga I'm dead in the spelling, it's not the pronunciation because I've heard my name being pronounced. In I saw a poster. Yeah, like, like, you know. <laughs> and what's funny is that people can say Umshlanga rocks. <laughs> and then when they have to pronounce my surname, I would hear Mr. Mushlanga, Mr. Mashlanga, you know, <laughs> Mr. Mashlangu, you know, all these type of things, you know, and then you're like, okay. But yeah, for those who are struggling, you know, yeah. it's, it's M H l a n g a and then the gk is just a simple g and a simple k, k yeah. simple as that yeah awesome. so, so it's just that yeah yeah guys if you go on his page just as he has explained uh, you go on his live live videos you see some videos there mm. some nice videos uh, uh by the way this this man is well traveled <laughs> <laughs> he's well traveled and he's uh he's a leader um i think um, I just want to touch this part of leadership as well, and we're just gonna come back, come back to the to the law. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you you want us to talk no, about fine. it. Um, funny enough, um, at SEO, mm-hmm. you know, there's um, there's there's you would have like different leaders in in the organization, mm-hmm. and I think we were one of the leaders. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm saying that is, you know, there's. There's a tailor made. There's a tailor made of oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, so because the thing is, I, I don't, I don't think um, I was in the system, but I don't know where I would put myself. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I was a leader, but I was there in the system mm-hmm. somewhere, somehow, mm-hmm. right? So, it made sense why you you were a leader. Mm-hmm. And I saw when I when I was going through your 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 life life videos, I oh, mm-hmm. went through some leadership. Uh, would you, where, where is that aspect coming from? Because the, 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 the question that I actually want to ask is, do you think leaders are made leaders or are leaders born. are born? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think all human beings are born. <laughs> <laughs> the only person that was made of it was Adam and Eve. Eh? Okay. <laughs> but, but, yeah, yeah. but everyone else was born. Sure, know, so. sure, sure. <laughs> I think it's a soccer players made or soccer players are born. Um. Yeah, that's a very good question. I think that answers your question, man. So that that's just my take on it to say that some people they they it's just naturally in them. Sure. And obviously you have to work on the talent and then cultivate it better. Sure, definitely. Yeah. And some people they just find themselves in that position whereby if you have soccer boots, you're dead, but you're soccer ball, but. No matter how hard you try, the skill is just, just not just there, not the talent is yeah. just not yeah. there. You yeah. know? So I feel like for me, it's, it's one of those things. Mm. You, you can try to teach 
leadership, you can try to lecture leadership to most people. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, they can get it right here and there, but some other people are just natural. That's why you have your Ronaldo's, your Messi's of yeah, this sure, world. That sure. they, they're just natural soccer players. You know, the talent is there. You know? So I feel like leaders are born, leaders are made. I feel like the people are born with the talent of leadership. I think maybe or a gift of leadership, rather should I say. Sure. I think that's something that people don't, do not really acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Everyone else can lead, but what I'm talking about leadership, I'm sure that you're also talking about yeah. is that of having to lead, to lead people, people in yeah. general, not Definitely. just leading your own life. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I feel like people are probably born with that. That's mm-hmm. just my take on it. Yeah. In the very same way that the person is born with a particular talent of singing. You know, I can go for singing lessons, but it will just never happen. <laughs> it will never know? happen, yeah. It's yeah. the very same way that people are born with the gift of maybe playing the keyboard or playing the piano, playing yeah. drums. You know? I can go for as many lessons, but yeah. my touch will never be the same as someone that is born with this thing. You know, exactly. That, yeah. So I feel like for me, it's, or I don't know say I feel, my take on it is that it's it's a gift. Mm. I think it's, it's a gift, you know. So what did you, did you did you carry yourself as a leader from from like uh, did you notice that you were a leader or was there a time where you actually realized that okay I, I think I'm a leader was there a time where you actually like come to that realization uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say but I think for me it was largely a position that would make oh okay now you're in position then you're a leader then but but for me to say that was a time I think because there's one person that played a huge role terms of having to I think the person identified the gift from an early age mm-hmm. and the person cultivated that gift or she pushed me towards the right direction. Mm-hmm. It was my my grade seven class my, my grade seven uh, class teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout, out. Is, uh, <laughs> shout out to him. She was actually a good family friend. Mm-hmm. She was still is a good family friend. Mm-hmm. I think that's one person that just pumped up so much confidence in me. Sure. You know, actually, have the capabilities of doing that thing. You mm-hmm. can do that. You can do that. You can do that. Mm-hmm. So I feel I knew from a, from a young age that you know uh, I can be able to lead. I remember one time in class. I think we do. I was doing grade six. Sure. And we're in EMS, the economic and management yeah. sciences. And then, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, our teacher was going around asking, so what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? And. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> And when they asked me, I yeah, was grade, grade five, grade six. Sure. And by then, I, I boldly said, uh, I want to be the president, you know? Mr. <laughs> <laughs> so, president. Yeah, I also I boldly said, I want, I want to be the president. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. but yeah, so I'll, I'll say that, I wouldn't say there's a moment whereby I'll say that I realized actually now I'm a leader, but mm. it just came naturally. Naturally, yeah. It was like second nature. You mm. know, to do it, to lead, you know, so, and, the passion is also there. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'll say that. I would say it was a moment. So it just came naturally to me. Yeah. I saw you were you you went on uh, different trips. Um, uh, I, the, the reason why I was looking for the pictures because I actually <laughs> wrote down the notes. <laughs> but the, I think the conference that you went for is the one where you were taking the AI AI uh, conference, something like that. Which one was so this? Is, uh, I think probably it could have been. 20, the latest one, 2019, 2019 that was in Egypt. Was uh, it Egypt? Yeah, World Youth Forum. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I said that this, this man is world traveled. <laughs> uh, it was the World Youth Forum in Egypt. Sure. Yeah, it was, it was a beautiful forum. Sure, sure. Then. Yeah, so the process was that you'd apply as a young leader mm-hmm. and then you motivate them. So, so you, you actually had to apply for that? Yeah, I had to apply for okay. that. And then you 
get accepted. I know a lot of people didn't get accepted. You mm. know, like, uh, it was quite a lot of people that didn't get accepted. Sure. And how I knew about it was through my, I would say, global network. Because <laughs> <laughs> from <laughs> most of the conferences sure. that you get yeah. invited to attend, because mm-hmm. I've been invited to, uh, to facilitate a couple of international conferences. So sure. So sure. when you're invited there to facilitate, then you also meet other facilitators, you also mm. meet other delegates there. Okay, okay. It's just a whole global network that yeah. you can create. And someone posted that conference and then I applied yeah. and then mm-hmm. I got I got accepted for, sure. for that. It was a really, really, really beautiful conference. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, they are just talking about AI because I think the one the part oh that you saw the AI part, the AI yeah. AI part. <laughs> yes yeah uh, it was it was different aspects that we were actually talking about but I think what interested most people because when mm. they saw me posting the status about mm. AI and Sophia sure. the robot Sophia and the, yes. yeah most people started yeah, commenting because like, yeah. I think it's like a celebrity robot mm-hmm. it was it was AI we covered. Um, Education, we covered food security, mm-hmm. we covered international security as well, we covered peacekeeping missions. Mm-hmm. So it was a couple of issues that are affecting the world today. But I think at the end of the day, it was an issue of what role does AI play in all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, so, oh, I see. Yeah, but because that was when the talk of fourth industrial revolution was, was very hot back then. Mm-hmm. I think the talk has sort of like died down, died down yeah. because of COVID, man. Mm-hmm. It has a mask on its face. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, it has a mask yeah. on its face because now mm-hmm. it's a bit quiet, but by then that's when the fourth industrial revolution yeah. talks were. Yeah. We were because yeah, yeah. I think even the, the video on the video where the question was, which was asked. Mm-hmm. Was can human beings and uh, machines correlate? Yes, 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 and, yes, yes. And the, the the first question was like no, but you know it was a no, which is coming to a yes. Yes, <laughs> it's one of those that you can't give a yes or no answer. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was really mind opening, man. One thing I must say about traveling is that it gives a different perspective. Man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Even if it means traveling from from one village to the next village, you mm. get to see people doing different things, things from your village. Ways, yeah. You travel from one province to the next province, you know, you get to see people di- doing different things from what you're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I like about traveling. The perspective changes from, from now and again. Sure. And it also brings up a certain level of inspiration and motivation. Mm-hmm. And from a leadership point of view, I'd say that it, it makes you say that it doesn't give you a paper idea. It gives you a real idea of how certain countries are governed, how certain towns mm-hmm. are governed, how certain mm-hmm. provinces are governed. And you aspire to say that. Hopefully one day I'll be able to make that change in my in my community. I'll be able to make that change in my organization. I'll be able to sure. make that change in my country. So that's one thing I appreciate it. The different perspective, you know, it's you can't buy it anywhere. You know, yeah, like definitely. It yeah. Just or you can't read it anywhere. Let me rather say because you can buy a plane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> but but that experience where yeah. you can't just yeah. take it from the book and put it in your yeah. head and just want to apply yeah. it like that. Even even mm-hmm. looking at it on, on social media, it's not the same. It's yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely. Yeah. It's and then uh, your trip in Malaysia, mm-hmm. uh, it was also a, a youth. Uh, yeah, that thing was an well. uh, international youth leadership conference there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, I think that was the first IYC. time. Uh, IYLC. That IYLC, was, yes. Uh, yes. That was yeah. old. That was, that was 2017. Yeah, that was that was my first trip overseas. Is it? Yeah, that was my first trip overseas. Yeah, but it was but that was more we didn't have IR, but that was to 
it was more in terms of how international relations actually work. Oh, okay. What happens between countries, the negotiations, now mm. Russia and Ukraine, they're fighting, sure, sure. diplomatic talks, how do you get into a diplomatic meeting and all of mm. those things, you know, mm. and how do countries, yeah, enter into trade and all of those things. Sure. A partnership between Rwanda and South Africa, a trade mm. partnership, how are those things oh, how does it work? Yes, yeah. uh, how mm. does your G7, what Congress was a G7, G8, mm. G7, G8, how BRICS came about. Okay. So international relations at large. So that is what that mm. conference focused on in terms of, yeah, international relations. I saw, I saw you, you're talking to the guys and then still allowing them to just speak in their own language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that was very cool, the, the yeah. diversity part. Yeah, like I said, mm. I'm going to travel in my language because I speak to Angwar from my Kubon. Yeah, yeah, so you know, the more you travel, the more you see these things and yeah. the more you experience those things. Yeah. And it also opens up your mind. Mm. You know? yeah. So so would you like I think maybe you might have touched touched it uh, on it a bit a little bit. Mm-hmm. So would you say in terms of traveling, um traveling it's actually good in terms of actually expanding your worldview? Definitely. Mm. Definitely. I'd I'd recommend it to anyone. That's why I, I always have a problem with people from back home. By back home, I mean Pumalanga, okay. the Bakrit region, Ezizi region. Sure. That you're born there, you do your high school there, fair enough. You also want to go to University of Limpombo, University of Venda, or University of Pumalanga. <laughs> sure. Or the furthest you can go is Johannesburg. Johannesburg, yeah. Spread your wings, man. Get lost. Go anywhere else. That sure. was with me when I decided that I'm going to throw myself in Caledon for a period of two years. Oh, I you, see. Yeah. You learn different things. You learn how different. And I feel like once you learn that, it becomes a skill. I also say even in terms of language, mm. that language is a skill. Man. It's mm. like an extra skill because you can yeah. go to any other place. You can be able to communicate with that. You consult with people that are African speaking. You yeah. can't. You learn how to speak Afrikaans, and then you so come. You speak Afrikaans. I speak Afrikaans quite well. Wow. Remember, I was I was I was in a African school in my high school. Is it so? Okay, so yeah, yeah, and I've been yeah. doing Afrikaans since grade one. Sure, so sure, sure. It was just an issue that when I go to the other side of the world, mm. it became more practical, and you had to talk I a see. lot more yeah. of Afrikaans as yeah. compared to when you're just learning it in school. Sure. And there's your vendor also mm. that I, I've learned around when I watched Mbango and then yeah. surrounded myself with a lot of vendor people. There was yeah, Swati Malanga is there. So yeah. I speak almost every South African language mm, that is Because I so, think if you crack vendor, that means I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tanken. So, so I can't go to any place in South sure, Africa and sure. struggle to communicate. Mm. That's why I'm saying that mm. it's, what, it's a skill again. Definitely. And the yeah. more you learn as... When we were in Egypt, man, there was this guy when we were buying souvenirs. Mm. South Africa, yeah, and then he started to speak Africans. Okay. Most of us now came through to him because we're like, oh, okay, he's been to South Africa. And yeah. It was a skill that he yeah, used definitely, to yeah. get us to come and buy his stuff. Definitely, you know? yeah. So you never know where you can go. Even now, whenever, if I were to go for a job interview, and I don't go for those anymore. Mm. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, the reason I'm saying this is because... Yeah. Another thing is that people think that as an advocate you get employed. We don't get employed unless you become what you call state attorney. That is being a prosecutor that you see in the high court, oh. busy with these big criminal cases. Sure, sure. Those ones are employed. But okay. as an advocate, you, you run your own practice. Like okay. a doctor would run their own practice, practice open with, their own practice. Like a yeah. lawyer would run their own law firm. But the mm. only difference between us and lawyers, you're sorry, not lawyer, attorney. An attorney, yeah. Is that attorneys can form a group. 
or they can function as a firm and share profits and stuff. Mm. We don't do that. Mm. So you practice as shepherd, I practice as GK. Mm. So that's how we run our own individual practices. So when you so right now, is that what you're doing now? So what I'm doing now, yes, I'm currently undergoing training. So people is training for me to become a member of a bar. So now advocates will practice ah. for what we call a bar. So is that the bar, where the bar exams comes in? Yes, that's where the okay. bar exams. But bar exams are only for pupils. Mm. Not for attorneys. Attorneys rather they call admission exams. Then I think they will call yeah. board exams. Then. Sure, yeah, sure. But now when I wrote them, because I wrote those exams as well, but I just decided not to get admitted as an attorney, mm. but focused on my advocacy role. I see. I know, see. So yeah. So we work from a bar. A bar is a group of advocates that just come together. Sure. You normally see it in in terms of doctors. Mm-hmm. That they're all housed up in one one house or oh, one yeah. office, but and all just of them, different everyone, people. Yeah, yeah, each yeah. and every single doctor has their own clients. Sure, sure, so sure. Similar to that type mm, of setting, I see. Bar. So that's why I'm doing my pupilage so that I can be able to pass my bar exams mm. and be able to join the bar. Okay. So yeah, so I was talking about interviews before I could get to this. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> to, so if yeah. I, I remember when I did my interview for. For legal aid, because I was at legal aid for my articles. Sure. Then the call came from Caledon. How it works at legal aid, they interview everyone else, they put you in a pool. So whichever branch in the province would need someone, they just go to that pool and then they, they just pull out the person. Okay. And then Caledon called, they like, can you read Afrikaans? I started speaking in Afrikaans with the person that called me. And then sent me an email and I responded to the email in Afrikaans and I was like, okay, good, cool, you can come through. Okay. So those things are things that will probably give you an upper hand here upper and there. Hand, I see, and it's yeah. been that it was going to be in the Eastern Cape and then they're like, yeah, what is this Kosa now? Yeah. It's going much more easier. Yeah. You, know, you can be able to speak Just in Kosa. Speak and write, you yeah. can go there. If it was a post that came out in Toyando and I was interested, not that I would be, I doubt. <laughs> 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 is it nicer to, to work at home? No. Well, what is home, man? You, know? uh, you see, um, looking at the economy, stuff mm-hmm. like back home most people they don't really have to pay for rent and you know the rent is like, oh I, I i get you i get yeah. all the logical thinking around yeah. it but mm-hmm. but a person one person made me question the whole concept of home okay you married your wife is in cape town mm. well i'm not sure if you plan on having kids anytime soon but mm. if you have kids your mm. kids will be born in cape town and they will call this place home. that is yeah. home for them yes you know so for me we're home home is Yes, where you go, where your parents probably are mm. and stuff, but what are you going to do? They clean graves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and unless you have a purpose of saying yeah. like, I want to go home and do one, two, three, and four oh, yeah, sure. in terms of maybe sure. developing the community or yeah, developing yeah. myself or anything yeah. else. I think there is, there is a lot that is... Closer to home, just to be closer to... Mm. No offense to those ones that want to be closer to graves and want to be closer <laughs> to their parents and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, like, the it's thing just is... just my own personal I understand. Yeah. You see, the, thing, the good thing about that is uh, closer to home, for someone who has lived in, in the city, mm-hmm. there is... Because you see that when you go when you go home, mm-hmm. you know, people are, people back home are trying to live city life, mm-hmm. and you, you you always have ideas. I don't know if it's the same mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. Every time I go home, I always see ideas like, oh yeah, I, I see what they're trying to do, but mm-hmm. they're they're getting there somewhere somehow. Mm-hmm. So probably you could be that person who would sit down and for for the longest time I was considering saying that. You know what, if we keep on running away from our homes and our rural towns and all of this, yeah. 
who's going to develop them? Are waiting for, for a white man to come mm. and mm. build a mall, build your Tabani mall exactly. there, build a particular exactly. shopping center there, mm. come and introduce a certain service. Or if you're not a white man, are you waiting for a Somalian, are you waiting for a foreign national to come exactly. there and say, mm. let me bring in a convenience shop where people are going to buy mm. from my friend and all of these things. Sure. We keep on, all of us, we just keep on running away, you know. Mm. So that's, that's just another thing. But for me, I don't think I'd want to go home anytime soon. You know? <laughs> I've tested the city life and I think I'm good with it. Yeah, you're yeah, happy with it. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm happy with where I am now. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. So I also don't miss the church at home. I'll tell you that there's fundraising in terms of fundraising. You know, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know just, fundraising, just conference, you know, conference. Know, so it's fundraising. Like, what fun are we raising? You know? <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, lo- I love home. I yeah. love home, but. Yeah. I don't think there's any reason for me to say that I'd want to go home mm. anytime soon now. You you been for for settlement there. Yeah, to, to settle just go there, there for uh, vacation. Just, just to go there for vacation. But yeah. another person had to probably be listening to this podcast and be like, Yeah, who, who are you leaving that home for there? Who's gonna develop it? You know, mm. if you guys keep on running away going to them but to town, yeah. Yeah, to each one his own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes so, sense. I mean yeah. each and every person has their own. The thing is for me if I, if I had a chance to actually have this this kind of work that I do, which mm-hmm. is electrical engineering, mm-hmm. back home, because mm-hmm. the thing is, back home, there's not much of building infrastructure. There's mm-hmm. not there's not like a lot of jobs. There's no so. But if there was an opportunity to go back home, I think I would have went home. But since I'm in the in the city, uh, yeah, someone has listened to the podcast. Uh, go and create that opportunity. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. There's a lot of opportunities. And yeah. then actually mm-hmm. back home there's a lot of there's a lot of money as well, eh? Yeah, is that's why vendors are rich. I think maybe coming back to law because mm-hmm. I think um before we diverged into leadership, mm-hmm. we were still explaining on because uh, we're still talking about the tiers in terms of uh, being a lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you have touched extensively on the difference between an attorney and an advocate. advocate yeah. Yes, so I think you were saying that the way uh, you were still explaining on the four, um, is it the exams? The exams. Uh, that you, you wrote. Uh, I think you may just, just continue from there. Yeah, but uh, I don't even need to go into details for those things. No, no, I mean, you can just continue from there. Like, yeah, what, what the was the next step from write, there? And then yes. After passing those exams, if you, you did your time, normally they call it doing it your time. Okay. You finished your articles, your two years of articles, mm. you've done your law school, and you are found to be fit and proper. You don't have questionable criminal records and stuff. Mm. Then you make an application to the high court to get admitted as an attorney. So you, you can't practice law if you have a criminal record? No. Unless um. there's certain exceptions to it, you know. They'll probably object if you have this particular criminal record. Did you apply for what is the word now? I forgot whereby they clear up your criminal record after a certain period of years. Oh, yeah, I see. I think I also did an episode on that on, on Facebook. Is then it, I, I, I think then I had yeah. the deputy minister of justice that was covering up that topic when mm. I interviewed him, I was covering okay. up that topic then. Mm. So, yeah, and then if you are found to be fit and proper, you normally say found to be fit and proper. Fit and proper okay. You get admitted. That's when you see people taking pictures outside the high court. Yes. To be admitted as attorney. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. the advocacy stream before uh, November 2018, it was a bit different. I got my degree before November 2018. <coughs> okay. So 
then with just an LLB degree, anyone that got the LLB degree before November before 2018 mm-hmm. can just simply go to the High Court and make an application to say that they want to be admitted as an advocate and they're admitted as an advocate. Okay. So what has changed now? So what has changed now is that there's more or less a similar type of route now. So what happens now is that, and I speak under correction, but what happens now is that you must apply for pupillage and you must register your contract with what they call the Legal Practice Council. Mm-hmm. Similar to what you do with articles because sure. when you're doing your articles to be an attorney, you also register that contract. Mm-hmm. And then you register that contract for pupillage with the Legal Practice Council and then you must write their exams and then you must also write the bar exams also. Mm, okay. So the mountain is a bit steeper for them now because they write two sets of exams. Exams here. Yeah. While we, I write one set of exams, which, which is now them. it's going to be five exams that I'm going to be writing at the end of the year. Are you counting yourself also as part of those who have to write the two exams? No. Okay. So those are so the five exams, including the ones for... So a, it's five, let me say it's five papers. Oh, okay. The articles, remember articles, that was for me be wanting to become an attorney. Oh, I see. But yeah. now things have changed. Since now I want to become a member of the bar, mm-hmm. I have to write five bar exams. Sure. And if you pass those bar exams and you've completed your pupillage, then you can apply to any bar in South Africa. Mm. That is part of the GCB, the, the, the General Council, the General Bar Council, GBC, yeah, General Bar Council. You mm. can apply to any of those bars. Okay. membership there to become a member so mm-hmm. you can apply to that group of doctors remember mm. the example oh, i gave I about yes. doctors yes to join them and practice from where they are practicing oh i see so it's a similar example to okay yeah. okay so, so you apply <clears throat> from them yeah so you apply to them oh I so see. now i'm at the k bar now mm-hmm. so k bar group of doctors in inverted commas sure sure and then now i'm a trainee doctor there at the k bar mm-hmm. But for them to say that you must come and practice with us mm. next year so that you can be able to also run your practice from where we are running from our practice, we, are, yes. we require you to do one, two, three, four, five. Mm. And then one of those requirements are that you must write five papers mm. and then you must pass all five papers. Okay. And so if you fail one paper, you have to repeat the process again next year. So, <laughs> unfortunately, that's, that's how it goes. School you know, so, never so, <laughs> so, yeah. So, sure, yeah. sure. Um, have you wrote any any paper now? Not yet. Speak? So, I'm, I'm, I have my exams coming up. First set of exams called mock exams. Those are there to prepare you for the final exams. Okay, sure. So, mock exams in metric, those will be your trial exams. Trial exam, yeah. Metric. So, I have mm-hmm. my trial exams coming up now. Sure. Um, I have four papers that are five papers that I have to write, and then coming up now in July, I think the final exams will probably be somewhere in September or so. Mm-hmm. That's when I'll be writing them up. Uh, talking about that, uh, in terms of your journey as uh, of becoming a lawyer. So now, do you call yourself a lawyer, or you call yourself I'm a lawyer an advocate? When, I'm a lawyer. When you pass, an advocate is a lawyer, an attorney is a lawyer, a prosecutor is a lawyer, a magistrate is a lawyer, a judge is a lawyer. Oh, so okay. <laughs> others, others use to say that anyone that has a law degree is mm. called a lawyer. That's oh, the general definition that most people. And I understand, even mm. I, when I was talking here, I kept on sure. making a mistake of referring to an attorney as a lawyer <laughs> sure. and referring to an advocate. Sure, sure, sure. All of us, we're all lawyers, we're just different types of lawyers. Different types of we're lawyers. We're all doctors, yeah. just different types, types of, of doctors. doctors. There's yeah. gynecologists, there's yeah. cardiologists, there's, card- there's things like cardiologists, I think. 
Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's general practitioners and yeah, all of those things. Yes. They're all doctors, mm. but just different type of doctors. Oh, I so get it. all lawyers, yes. but just different type of, of lawyers. So in your journey, uh, what is it that, uh, which, which stage of your journey would you say that you enjoy the most? Uh, is it the studying, the, the I actually, I enjoyed side? articles more than anything else. Is it? I enjoyed articles. Articles were... To become an attorney. To become an attorney. Okay. That, for me, was a bit, a bit relaxed. Yes, the pressure would be there, but as compared to now, where I'm doing privilege, I just can't wait for the year to be over. Mm. And, and mentally, if you're not strong, <clears throat> I don't think you should go for privilege. Privilege requires you to be mentally strong, you know. Okay. It's, it's mentally strong. Physically, it's also draining as well. There's a lot of long hours that go into it, and there's mm. a lot of thinking that also go into it. I was telling someone over the weekend that I would struggle to read a book of 150 pages, but now you'd get cases that go to 100 and something pages. 80-something mm. pages and probably have to read those cases within a day or two, maybe two of those cases or three of those cases because you're working on a particular case that requires you to know a certain case and you're reading all of those things. So mm. it's, it keeps one on their tools. Before I could come here, I just got a, an email from my pupil mentor, mm. the, person that I'm, the person that is currently training me for pupil sure. now. You know, that there's something that he wrote and then wants me to look at it. I probably have to look at it now, go back, look at it, send it to him before sure. I go. Before I go to bed, so that tomorrow sure. when we wake up, more then you can discuss yeah. and we're going to discuss everything else. So, mm -hmm. such things. So it's it's really really draining. It's it's very much frustrating. I think my mother's prayers are currently carrying me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, that's important. You know, yeah. So so yeah, mentally it is it is it is very much demanding. You know, but just to mention something, I think that sometimes whenever people will see you posting about graduation, they'll see you posting about admission, they'll see you posting sure. about what you're doing now. People forget that, or they, they don't perceive you to be someone that has, at some point, failed in life, you know. Mm. And I, if, I, if mostly whenever I, I get invited to come and speak, I'd normally like to say that I actually failed in university. Okay. I graduated a semester later than when I was supposed to graduate. I didn't finish my degree in record time. In record time, yeah. You know? So, but most people normally look at you and then they think that you're this person that finished your degree in record time. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm saying this is just to say that you don't need to have finished your degree in record time to, 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 to be ambitious. To be The fact that maybe you, you probably would have failed modules now, you probably would have failed a year or anything else. It's not the end of the world. You probably would have heard this from someone over and over and over and over again. Yeah. But it is possible, man. It's not only those ones that are always getting summa cum laude. That's why even when we're still in executive in SOI, I always yeah. had a problem with calling speakers for exam prayer, being people that have graduated summa cum laude. Cum laude because yeah. I was like, from my experience, most people there, they're not experiencing summa cum laude yeah. Yeah. Most people are going there. Some qualified for exam. Some didn't even qualify for exam. Mm. Some really qualified for the exam. They're going Just to bring the, exactly. the real part of... Uh, yeah, you know. Sure. So they want something that is real. They want someone that they can relate to. But if you bring someone that is a summa cum laude graduate, mm. someone that is going summa cum laude, well, most of us will just sit there and just listen. Oh, well, good speech, good story. Mm. But that seems too far for me, you know. Mm. It doesn't seem like someone like in my position can be able to do it. Mm. So that has just always been my take to say that I always like to bring it closer to home. Closer to to home, say yeah. that, yeah, I've, I was not, even now, I'm, I'm not the brightest student out there, you mm. know. And I would say that I'm not the most hardworking 
well, I am hardworking, but I'm not the most cleverest person out there. Mm. I always say this, that where my marks won't take me, my attitude will take me. Okay. So my attitude got me to most places whereby my marks didn't take. Most people will think that the places that I am today is because of marks or anything else like mm. that. It's because of the attitude and the right attitude, and I got the right attitude from the Bible. I got the right attitude from God, you know. So that's where I got my attitude from, you know. So I, must, I always quote my favorite scripture, that being Second Timothy one verse seven: mm. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Mm. That has always been my my, my theme at most, mm. and I like to describe myself as a honey badger. I'm not sure if you okay. know an animal called the honey badger. No, I've heard of it, but I'm just trying to pick it. It's picture. a very f- fearless animal, man. It, Mm. It takes on bigger animals, animals that are way bigger than it, you know. Sure. And it doesn't back down on a fight, you know. So sure, I always sure. and it's I always describe myself. I like to describe myself I just wanna quickly as, look at it as, as well. well. <laughs> <laughs> you probably seen you probably seen I'm it. sure I have it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you yeah. probably seen it, you know, it's a very stubborn animal. Sure. Know? Yeah. So I, I like to describe myself as that. Sure, I'm, sure. I'm digressing a bit, but yeah, I just... Yeah, I mean, it's very much... You know, it's very much important for you to also touch on that as well, because um, uh, I like the fact that you're saying that you're bringing back home, mm-hmm. because uh, usually most of the time, uh, when you look at someone, you don't... you don't They don't see you. They usually say that they, you don't see the process. Yeah. You only see the result. Yeah. So don't don't just go for the result, but also... Check this, the process. Copy. They say don't copy their, their results but also copy their process. That's very true. Yeah, That's so very I think true. it's very much important for um, someone who's doing LLB or they're doing their BCom out there and they feel like, okay, whatever route that they're taking, it feels like it's taking long. It, and, and in law, it takes. Law, it requires patience, man. Mm. On, only a few that will be fortunate enough to say they get articles with one of the big five law firms that will pay them a good amount of money from the entry level and then going up and they bring them as associates but for most people law requires that's why most good lawyers agree here because it takes experience to get to that point you mm-hmm. know so it requires it requires patience it requires hard work it requires a lot of sacrifices i had to sacrifice a lot for me to to come through and do pphd so to say i'm not gonna work i'm not gonna earn any income mm-hmm. i'm just gonna be surviving through savings and, and all of those things mm. for the rest of this year from someone who was working making your own money last year now it's a completely different thing so it requires a lot of that one thing that i always like to say is also one of my my motors i'll say that you know be patient with yourself because not everyone else will be but what matters is that as long as you are being patient with yourself mm. i think that was that's what matters the most other people will lose patience even your family members will also lose patience you know mm. i always joke about my mom she, she's very much patient with me and she's very much understanding sure but she keeps on asking because i'll hate junzaka corner meaning that <laughs> don't you finish the learning process now because process, you've yeah. been learning ever mm. since you know so mm. just just need to be patient with yourself at at, at most and t- take it one step at a time and, and mm. just there's a song by music city i think it says i put my faith in jesus now yeah and anchor to the ground sure 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 it's one of the songs that get me going man. Sure. just do that and just put your faith in jesus your anchor to the ground so so you would would you say that uh the process like like you were saying that the process of becoming a lawyer mm-hmm. it's uh, not only is it long but it also takes a uh, strain on on the person um i think one of the things that you touched on is it's, it's on money mm-hmm. right 
So I want to find out because you see sometimes um, in 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 my field, mm -hmm. right? When when we did engineering, we thought we're gonna be be bowling, <laughs> <laughs> and you you enter, you realize that oh, it seems like uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, not, it's, it's not it's not what it's not what, what it I looks like. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. So is there is there like law? Because like the, I think from what I picked up from the the life. Thing mm -hmm. is, there's like different officers. Mm -hmm. Okay, he's a he's a marriage officer, or I'm a what officer. Because mm -hmm. when they were just saying that, okay, I'm an officer, I was like, okay, what's happening here? Because mm -hmm. I only know about officers being police officers. Well, it's not necessarily officers, man. It's very much different, you know. Is it? We, we, we randomly, randomly, or hardly, or seldomly, I mean to say, mm. seldomly use the word officer in law. But I think most of the time, most of the guys that we, we had, had one, yeah. one person was in the small claims court that. Yeah, I think he's called an adjudicator or something. I forgot the name, but it is an mm. officer in it. And yeah, but at most we, unless we be talking about a presiding officer, that being either a magistrate or a judge, mm. but at most we hardly, we hardly use that. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, for me it felt like it's like seems like when you're doing different mm -hmm. officers, right? Mm -hmm. So, but coming back to the question is, um, is there a, a stream which you would say that okay in this. Uh, becoming a doctor or mm -hmm. a lawyer, mm -hmm. like this stream uh, gets gets you more cash. Uh, like when you when you're starting, or is it because of the company? Okay. I just want just in case if there's someone who's doing it there and they're just doing it for money. If, if look, if at the end of the day, in law you can go for employment. That at times it comes with security, but in law it doesn't really come with security. If Unless you want to become a magistrate, you want to become a prosecutor, then you can get job security. Then you know that the government will, will forever be employed for the longest time with the government. But if you're going on the private side of things, of where I think that's where people mostly make make Good money. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm not gonna use this analogy. I wanted to use this other analogy, but I'm not no, gonna use okay, it. Yeah. People will probably be offended. Okay. But. But I normally say in law is that in law you eat what you kill. Oh, meaning that uh, if you find a big so buffalo. If, if you don't have a skill to hunt a big buffalo, you're always going to eat baits. You're mm. always going to eat springboks here and there. Rabbits, if you have a skill yeah. to hunt a buffalo, then you're going to eat a buffalo. If you have a skill to hunt an elephant, mm. you're going to eat an elephant. Okay. So you eat what you eat. If you have no skill to hunt, you just there with your LLB degree. There's no hunting skill or anything else that way. You will starve. So that's the unfortunate part. People that are making it big there, except for those ones that are stealing people's money from RAF and all of those things. Because you do get those ones that are stealing people's money from RAF. And and I think the law on, on a couple of occasions has dealt with them. But besides that, at law, in law you eat, you eat what you, you, what you kill. So most people that are like big all out there, most of them have acquired the experience and the skills to kill the big animal. Mm. As they say, the bigger fish to fry. The bigger so, fish to fry. Yeah, so I think maybe just to explain mm. um, uh, just a bit more on that because I, I feel like I understand what you mean, but I don't, know, I don't really understand like what you're saying. Clients. So let me say to have big clients. Let me say that now there's Oscar Pretorius case if mm. I'm doing criminal law. Sure. How do you think, how much do you think maybe the council was charging them? Maybe... Maybe I was charging maybe it could be fifty thousand a day. Are you serious? I'm not. I'm not saying that's how much I was charging, but some senior. It it, it gets to that point. Along right? that point, because sure. how it works with, with 
most advocates is that or advocate also that they charge per hour. So most most of them start and now people are going to calculate how much this this guy's making. <laughs> yeah, I mean like but, <laughs> just to enlighten but, us. No, yeah. But yeah, you, you find some of them that would start at mostly entry level, they'll say from what I've heard from the conversations I've had mm. with people that are already at the bar. They say some of them they start at nine hundred and fifty per hour, and then some they will say if I'm working on a case that's going to take me five days, which times that nine hundred and fifty for ten hours a day, and then times it by five, and then if I worked on it for five days, that's the amount you get, mm. you know. But now, so that's why I'm saying that if you get small cases mm. for that hour per hour, maybe it's gonna be a small case. It's going to take you maybe five hours or six hours. And maybe that could be the only case you're going to get that week. Is that is that the reason why they keep on postponing? No, actually, it's very much unethical, and most people don't keep on for because there's no money in postponement. Oh, okay. There's there's really no money in postponement, and it depends on what it is. Especially if it's in a civil, if it's in a civil case, no one really wants to postpone civil cases because there's costs that also comes with the postponement of civil cases. Okay. Even in criminal cases, those ones that keep on postponing is very much unethical and. If you were a client, you don't want a lawyer that always goes to court just to go and postpone your cases. So I don't think anyone else would want to put up that type of, of an image. So it's just one of those narratives that people get out there, like lawyers are liars. Yeah, I always yeah. say that if there's one thing that lawyers fear the most is to lie. Really? Lawyers fear lying like no one's business. Lawyers lawyers mm. are really scared of lying. So mm. because we know the consequences, the harsh consequences that come with lying. Mm. So lawyers 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 if there's rule number one, I think in law, <laughs> in law yeah, yeah. we don't lie. Don't lie, yeah. So it's one of those things that people will think, no, this person goes to court just to postpone my cases. Mm. Sometimes, or at most, there is a need for a case to be postponed, mm. and it's going to get postponed. Talking about lying. There was a movie, there was a series actually that I was playing recently. Mm-hmm. Is it possible for you as a as lawyer, right? As a different mm-hmm. lawyer, as mm-hmm. a different than the prosecutor, mm-hmm. to be friends, but still go into a room and, and spar and spar the entire. Yeah, definitely, man. It's like it's like in soccer or rugby, where I played rugby for mm. If your, your your friend that you know plays for the oppo- opposing team, you you, go, you don't go soft on each other, man. You go hard on each other. Sure. Man, you know, so and you still go out and get it yeah, together. Yeah, I, I, I knew a couple of. Prosecutors that I'd work with, you know, some of them even some of them were even ex-colleagues, you know. Sure. And then outside, when when court agents, that's why we always call each other my Leonard friend, my Leonard colleague. Oh, okay. That's where those those terms come from. Sure, sure. My Leonard friend over there, you know, mm-hmm. because still the friendship that still comes through and the collegiality that comes through. But mm-hmm. whenever we're there, we're both there to work. We're not there to maintain our friendship. Mm-hmm. And whenever outside court, our friendship continues. So I had a lot of those cases whereby you'd be going to court and you'd be fighting and people don't even believe the fact that these people are actually friends mm. outside court, you know. So you do get that a lot. Oh, no, no hard feelings. Yeah, no hard feelings. <laughs> it's nothing personal, man. Sure, you're sure. there to work, I'm there to work. But mm. sometimes it does get a bit personal, you know, we're really? human beings, you know. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes yeah, it does it yeah. does get a bit personal, you know, we're sure. human beings, you know. But sure. But at most it's nothing personal you know you do your job i do my job so sometimes even when you start trying maybe to negotiate a plea before court and stuff and they disagree there's a disagreement and just oh no it's fine mm-hmm. no, uh, we're both doing our jobs let's just continue and we'll fight it out in court and then you just go there and fight it out just
justice will be served at the end of the sure, day. You know? Sure. So yeah. Okay. Um, uh, just before I round up, um, I think maybe the, the other question, because the in terms of the the broadness of the law, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. um, I, I think with, with different guests that you had on your on your on your mm-hmm. on, the, on the life, mm-hmm. there were different like things to specialize on. Mm-hmm. Do by choosing. Do you start by choosing if you're going to be a, a prosecutor or a defender, then move on to be, okay, I'm going to be... Well, prosecutors, remember, prosec- when you think of prosecutors, think criminals. I hate to say this, but that's the quickest way that I can make you understand it. Oh, I see. When you think of prosecutors, think of criminals. Okay. And then defense lawyers will also come through on criminals. Mm. But in civil cases, civil cases, for instance, classic civil case. I drive out, I bump your car. Mm. You want to claim money from me because I bumped your car. Mm. Then a person that could have been a defense lawyer in a criminal case could be now what you call maybe the plaintiff's attorney or mm. a counsel for the plaintiff. Sure. And then I'm the one that says that you are the bad guy, we want money from you, bad guy. You mm. also go and get the next person, the next lawyer who also maybe could have been a defense counsel in a criminal case or anything else mm. that will come and say that, no, no, your person was wrong there and there and there. Therefore, my person was not wrong in bumping him. Mm. Therefore, they won't pay him money and stuff. Mm. So, but your question comes to say that when do you choose to specialize? Mm. I think that's what yes, I thought that's what I wanted. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, normally when I would speak to final year law students, I would say that for me, just get your LSD degree. That's my personal advice. Someone can advise them differently. Okay. Now, once you get your LSD degree. And then obviously in the application for articles, sometimes there are people that give their articles at legal aid. They don't even touch criminal law at all. Okay. They're working in civil matters, your divorce, your third party claims and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I see. Yeah. You know. So sometimes it also depends on which animals do you want to hunt. Mm. But to hunt, you need a hunting license. Mm. I get it. I love hunting. <laughs> Uh, let, me, let me not confuse you. Yeah, so I need the hunting license. So sure. I'd say that your hunting license would be for you to finish your LLB. It allows you to say, okay, fine, you can come and train for your hunting license now that you have an LLB. Sure. Then when you're there, you can say, okay, fine. Uh, some people are lucky. They, they, they get thrown. They get articles. Mm-hmm. When they're learning how to hunt, they get to learn how to hunt a buffalo. Mm-hmm. So that's why some of them, when they finish with articles already, they already acquired the skill to hunt a buffalo, depending on how a person is much of a quick learner and stuff. But I would say that at any point of your time, you can decide, of your career rather, you can you can decide to say, I actually lost interest in criminal law. I want to focus on intellectual property. Mm. Then you start reading intellectual property books. You associate yourself with people that are practicing intellectual property. Mm. And that's how you gain it. Same thing with music. If you want to become a DJ, a house yeah. DJ, you probably associate yourself with deep house DJs. Sure. If you want to become a gospel artist, you probably follow gospel people. As much as maybe you can be taking certain skills on how to scale and transpose from other genres, but mm. your influence will probably come from that thing. So it's more or less the same mm. type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's it's just largely that, you know. So it's not like you are forced to say that if in like in high school whereby they'll say if you take commercial subjects, you're going to do commerce <laughs> afterwards. Exactly. Like yeah. No, it's not like that. Mm. Get your LLB degree and then once you're done with that then you can it's practice in anything world, else yeah. that you want to practice in. Okay. Articles and stuff. Yeah. 
So it's oh, just I think a, we've done justice. Uh, just yeah, a little bit. Pun intended. Yeah. Yeah, so um, this is GK Mslanga. And uh, thank you very much for, for coming through. Uh, I think I think we did really did touch uh, just in the understanding law. Um, I think we just did justice for someone who's actually a student who's going to who's doing law now. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you guys want to know more in terms of the the small things like uh, small courts, uh, if you go in his life on his life, you you actually see that um, what does it mean when you say small courts and all this other stuff. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming through. Um, I really appreciate it. I don't know if there's anything that you want to say. No, no, there's, there's nothing other I want to say. Just, yeah, just to thank you for this, man. And, and sure, someone other will probably be grateful for, for this particular opportunity. Sure. Uh, continue doing it, man. It's humble beginnings. You're talking about me. It's very easy to do. Yeah, definitely. I used to be a big follower of the guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah. So yeah. you'd never know where you'd, you'd end up, man. And mm. Just continue pushing, man. Sure. Uh, I assume that most of this is largely from Christian background. And yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. May the good Lord continue to bless the, the works of your hands, man. You know? yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going to preach. No <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much, man. And, uh, yeah, that's Stega Podcast. <laughs>